Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL. He got weed! He got weed! Now, Randy, I don't know if Kathy McGinnis actually knows where that comes from. She's a state auditor. Released a report stating that cannabis legalization in Delaware could mean $43 million in annual cannabis tax revenue if we were to legalize this. Make some uh, some assumptions on how many people would be smoking, uh, tax rates, things like that. I asked Kathy, hey, come on and uh, share your study and uh, what you've learned with us, and she's on the phone right now. You took this pretty darn seriously, and I, I see a lot of emails from your office on a lot of serious auditing that's going on around the state of Delaware. I saw this one, and I thought, yeah, you know what? It's really past due, I think, in Delaware to be legalizing this. And I'm wondering if uh, the fact that New Jersey has legalized recreational marijuana had anything to do with the impetus to do this study. Actually, uh, it did not. It did not. We've been working on this. We had a small team working on this for months. Well, go ahead and uh, just share with us... um, why you why you believe that it's going to bring in at least forty three million dollars, and you know what some of the assumptions are? Well, um, you have to keep in mind we did use uh, data that's available on current usage to reach a solid number, and it's a conservative estimate. Um, if more people end up using it or spend more money per year, uh, that could easily make that forty three million dollars go up. So for those folks listening, we. We did a lot of research and looking at the Delaware adult population, which is about 792,000. And then we looked at other states who are uh, legalized and got some information. Everything cited in our report, if you want to go to auditor.delaware.gov. But we, they state about 13% of adults use marijuana. So if you, if you do that calculation... You have about a little over 100,000 users. And then if you use their numbers, uh, which is about $2,000 per user, uh, that comes out with um, included with our 20% tax rate that we chose, which is competitive. That's where we came up with the $43 million estimate. You know, you've been doing this for quite a while, and I'm wondering, you, know, you look at the assumptions, you look at the surveys, you look at those numbers, and we know that people lie. So I'm, I'm wondering, uh, what, what would be the anecdotal number that you think might really be as, as far as usage goes? And, I, and let me, let me yeah. preface this. I say this because uh, I personally know of business owners, uh, professionals in a number of different industries, things like that, who, who use this. They'll never admit it, but they do. Uh, often for anxiety in the evenings or something, or just to relax, and um, and because they cannot get a medical marijuana card for ex- anxiety unless you go through a lot of hoops, it's very very dif- difficult and challenging to do. There are also women who uh, who will just they, they they get it often from their kids. I I hear, but they get it uh, because they have fibromyalgia and some other problems that uh, that this actually works for. So. I'm I'm wondering, anecdotally, I mean, you say 13% based on the surveys and such, but what do you think? Do you think the, the, uh, the real number is much higher than that? Um, yeah, it's hard for me to guess that, but uh, it very well could be. Yeah. Why do you presume 20% tax? Well, we looked at uh, what other states who have legalized or are thinking about legalizing and look at their numbers, 
And that was the, the, the rate that we chose, a 20%. Now, I don't think we should focus on the rate. Um, I, I believe that the, the lawmakers and policymakers of Delaware can decide whatever rate that they deem viable. But that is what we use. You know, in California, um, I've talked to people who lived here in Delaware, moved to California. They're also in the cannabis industry in some way. And they said that a problem with taxation in California, for example, is they keep raising the taxes. Municipalities raise taxes. They have taxes upon taxes. And that continues a successful black market in California because the taxes... Um, create so much cost to this that, well, again, there's still a black market. When you took a look at this, did you consider anything about the taxes and and how much uh, would create a resistance to purchasing it legally? Well, we, we did. I mean, that is part of it in the report. I mean, when we were talking about regulation, um, this would allow us to improve customer safety and provide oversight of sales uh, and consumption now taking part. Mm-hmm. Are taking place in the illicit market. So uh, there were, you know, there was a lot of different information in that report. So th- this is definitely something that was a piece of it. What are some of the other things in the report do you think people should know? Well, um, besides the potential state tax revenue annually of $43 million at a 20% rate, um, we believe there's about 14, uh, the potential jobs created could be 1,400 over five years. And uh, it, it's just a huge, it's a huge market side. And, you know, I'm not in the minority on this issue. Uh, no. You know, statistics, statistics already show that 60% of Delawareans support legalizing marijuana for adult use. So it, it, it's my job to run the numbers. So there, obviously this has a fiscal perspective. And, and that's what I've done here. So I've given legislators more information than they previously had as they weigh what's best for the first state. Do you realize that you're in friendly territory on this phone call? <laughs> I don't know if you do or you're not, but you really are. I've been advocating for legalization all since I was in college. Um, someone who is very influential in me, in my world anyway for this, is William F. Buckley Jr. And William F. Buckley Jr. is uh, one of the, the great voices, founders of the conservative political movement here in this country. And uh, and back in the late 1970s, I actually went to see him speak like three times or so in the 70s and 80s. And each time he said, back then, Kathy, he said, we need to legalize marijuana. It's not, a, it, it's not addictive like alcohol. That's back then, even before we had all the studies now that show it's not addictive, that show it's not a gateway drug and, and things like that. And, uh, of course, in college years, everybody cheered. Yay, dude, you know. But I actually read one of the pieces he wrote about this, and I thought, okay, that really kind of makes sense there. So this is something that people have been advocating for on a very high level, and no pun intended, I just realized what I said. Uh, (laughs) But they they have been, uh, at a very important level, you know, leaders, thought leaders like William F. Buckley Jr., they've been advocating for this for for a long, long time, for decades and decades. And it, it just seems to me... Um, that it's, it is so omnipresent already. For example, it was just, what, a couple of years ago, 
my wife and I are walking over to a CVS, and we smell something, and she looks at me, and I said, yeah, I think that's what it is. And there was a couple guys in the car smoking. Um, I remember getting onto a dart bus once a couple of years ago, and I thought, yeah, I know what that smell is. You know, walking through uh, downtown, around the riverfront, stuff like that. I mean, it's already there. It's already omnipresent. And when you mention 61% of, of Delawareans say, yeah, um, you know, I think we should legalize this. You're right. You're you're not in the minority on this kind of thing. And I don't know, I don't know what the uh, resistance is, Kathy. I mean, politically, I know there are some state senators and representatives who say they're older voters are against this kind of thing. But I'm wondering, you know, when you did this report, did any demographics jump out at you when you were looking at uh, some of the survey and, and study information? Um, actually, yeah. I mean, when we looked at uh, some things and we realized to to reform our criminal justice system in an honest way, requires that we stop criminalizing marijuana there there's communities of color that have been hurt most by prohibition oh yeah so Mm -hmm. that and and by the way that's something that a lot of people agree upon um even you know it was president trump even with the first step act now you have president biden saying that uh, we need to take it off the schedule one of federal narcotics and such i i think that you know now what is it like 70 years later or something since I think normal actually first came into being maybe 60. I don't, I don't know, but you know, and now finally it's happening where you've got what 15 States uh, making it legal. Right. So when right. you call, you call for the legalization of marijuana, you're not saying just keep it medical marijuana. You're saying recreational use, sell it like you do alcohol at uh, certain stores, tax it, bring in 43 million a year, at least, and have at it that way. Is that correct? Regulation, and, and it could be reinvested as well. Exactly. Uh, I, full legalization for adult use is the most logical um, or next logical discussion to have. So hopefully I have done my part to help this discussion along. Um, have you talked to any lawmakers about this? I'm not asking to name names or put anybody on the spot. I'm just wondering if you've talked to any lawmakers about this. Uh, there's been a couple... There have been a couple. Um, I, you know, again, we like to keep our reports uh, very buttoned up, and mm-hmm. we're, uh, confidentiality is our is our motto at our office. So, you know, we, we try and keep our work in house. And uh, but there have been some calls uh, as soon as this was released. So, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. positive, negative, or, or both. So, yeah. What are the folks? Uh, what are the, I, I understand what the positive arguments are. We've talked about it quite a bit on the show. What are some of the uh, negative concerns? Um, well, it, it's several to what you spoke to earlier. You know, there's this old, uh, there's a, a thought that oh, this is a gateway drug. Um, plus, you know, there are some real concerns here, which I do understand that you know some kind of framework has to be developed a responsible framework for legalization that balances public perception and science. Uh, you know, we have to include law enforcement in the discussion. So there, there are a lot of things that need to happen. Um, and, and hopefully there will be ample discussion um, by, by our General Assembly to determine this policy. But uh, I'm confident our Delaware policymakers, like those in other states, have the ability to get this right. 
Now, I know your world is numbers, stats, surveys, studies, and compiling all this information. Folks who are hesitant about this or just dead set against it, do you think they're aware that surveys and studies of teenagers have now shown that in states where it's legal, Oregon, Washington, Colorado, that there is not an increase? In fact, there has been in uh, some of these states a decrease in marijuana usage by teenagers since they legalized? Um, I'm not quite sure uh, who's getting what information and from where, and that's uh, a whole other conversation <laughs> about yeah. about how folks get their information or their news and what, what they believe and what they don't believe and um, who they choose to believe and not to believe. So I, it would be hard for me to, to, to gauge whether, uh, you know, certain folks are are aware of <laughs> okay so well, you're getting phone calls from people reality. saying hey hey lady auditor i saw on youtube that people no nothing like that though huh no no yeah uh what else do you think uh people want to know about about this that's in your report well um i i think something important here is this well you know this is well within the uh state auditors around to look at state fiscal matters as we all know and weigh in on policy suggestions but um, I'm hoping that my office is seen as a partner in good government practices, yeah. and, and that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to do here: a, a partner who can help state officials to see what's possible, um, and of course, fiscally, because it's coming from the state auditor's office. Oh no, absolutely! I mean, you know, personally, I see this as something that that works tan, in tandem, hand in hand, with say uh, the budget smoothing proposition that requires a state constitutional amendment. And that Governor Carney put in via executive order, and I believe has actually helped us in the state of Delaware manage the finances better and be in budget. As a matter of fact, our finance director for the state's going to be on the program tomorrow uh, to talk about budget smoothing and you know what it's done throughout the pandemic as well. And I'm sure that when you take a look at the budgets and you take a look at the, the things that need to be done in the state, that you encompass that as well. For example, I was looking at your report, and I thought $210 million in... Um, in extra revenue and such, what what encompasses that this two hundred and I'm sorry the, the uh, potential industry uh, value of two hundred and fifteen two hundred and fifteen million dollars? What encompasses that number? Well, when you when you just look at jobs, the economy, economic drivers, um, that is that is part of where we got to the two hundred and fifteen million industry or mm-hmm. potential market size. Um, so. So in, uh, keep in mind, in 2017, the Delaware Department of Finance did review this issue, and they looked at and examined tax designs of other states and projected revenues. And this is in 2017, uh, projected revenue between 12.5 and 27 million with a 20 percent tax rate. And I got a call. Yeah. I want to get to uh, to one call here. It's uh, Mike at five two nine one one seven. You're listening to State Auditor. Kathy McGinnis, she crunched the numbers on legalizing marijuana and could bring in conservatively at least $43 million a year, creating a potential industry size valued at $215 million. Mike, say hi to Kathy. Morning, Mr. McGinnis. Thank you for taking the time to be on the air with us this morning. I am an advocate in Dover. I've been wanting legalization, taxation, and regulation of this plant for over 25 years, eight years of it here in the state of Delaware. I have a question for you. You crunched the numbers okay. at 20%. May I ask, did you take the time to look at it at any other tax brackets? The reason why I say this is when Oregon legalized it, it taxed it too high and it slaughtered its industry. 
It had to basically restart. I don't want Delaware to go through that same hiccup. So did you look at the price brackets if you took it down to, let's say, 16%, 17% versus your 20%? Also, your 43% number, does that include the $23 million the state will save from not having to chase the plant through law enforcement agencies? That's a $43 million um, so we, number. Yeah, Kathy, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Um, we did look at other tax rates. Again, this was a small team that worked on months and crunched numbers and did a lot of research, which is all cited. And if you go online, the link to to where we got the information will be there and available for you. So, yes, there were other tax rates that were looked at. Um, This was our competitive rate that we chose. Again, keep in mind, we uh, we run the numbers. This is up for the policymakers in Delaware to to decide and to choose what rate. So th- this was just our report. Uh, again, and I... I May I ask really you, when you, focus- when you also crunched the numbers, did you use the current licensing model that the state has in place, or did you use various licensing models? We, used, we looked at different licensing models. All right, Mike, All appreciate right. the call. Thanks, man. That's uh, 302-529-1017. You want to comment on this next half hour. Kathy McGinnis is very, very busy, state auditor here in Delaware. And uh, I, I guess this is probably the the highest level report we've had in the state of Delaware supporting legalization of cannabis in the state. Or am I wrong, Kathy? Um, yes, to my knowledge. But what's very important is this is from your independent auditor's office. And I stress independent. We're an ind- this is an independent report. And you've always uh, expressed that. In, yeah. in, uh, in with all the reports, no matter what you're auditing, you always say, hey, we're independent, we're not partisan, and uh, we do what we do as uh, professionals here. And you've got a heck of a professional staff there to do it as well. Thanks for your time. I really, I you know, ser- seriously, when you were running, I asked you, would you be willing to be on this program in good times and bad? And you said yes, and here's good times. And I'm looking forward to being uh, having you on the show, rather, uh, during bad times as well. But I really appreciate the fact that you're transparent, you're available, and you say, yeah, I'll go on and talk about this. So I just wanted to say thank you. Well, I thank you for having the interest and uh, contacting us to be on. And, and please uh, share with your listeners, auditor.delaware.gov. We have uh, many uh, other good uh, engagements coming out that um, will speak to some fiscal opportunities. Thanks, Kathy. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. There's more Rick Jensen coming up on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL.